As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, uh, holiday edition, I guess. The next couple should be. Um, and it's the playoffs, so get excited. With me as always, well, I wasn't here last week. Shout out to shout out to Beller and everybody for taking care of that last week. But with me is, most of the time, the lovely and charming Christopher J. Vaccaro. Nando, playoff time, like you said. Let's get ready to rock. Hopefully uh, you get your playoff teams in there, uh, or what? And the serious and cantankerous Brandon Marianne Lee. Yes, very cantankerous. <laughs> Let's throw some vocab words around. I like that. Let's this do it. Is, yeah, is, we're we're elevating that game. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So we got a lot. Uh, there's. I mean, this isn't your typical first week of the playoffs because of this COVID insanity that's going on. That I think we have to mm. lead with sanity. Um, it's right. I mean, it's and it's going to get worse. I think. I think this oh, is maybe yeah. just the the tip of the iceberg. But mm-hmm. um, let's just start with because the latest news that I saw. Uh, Baker Mayfield is going to be out with it. So I want to start with the Browns because Stefanski's out, Mayfield's out, Landry's got it. Um, they're missing uh, all three of their tight ends, most of their line. Um, I don't know. Chris, let me start with you. If you got Nick Chubb and you were like the five seed and you were on a hot streak winning five games at the end of the year, I mean, do you, like, do you run and grab Dernis Johnson? Do you do anyone deeper? How are you approaching the, the Browns if you have a few of them on your team? Well, I, yeah, I mean, up until game time, if Dearness Johnson's on the waiver wire, then yeah, I, I would take him. Uh, I would pick him up and, and stash yeah, but do you do him it just now? in case. Like thinking like Chubb's going to get it, right? Maybe, maybe, well, all right, nah, maybe. I mean, come on, we, we're, we're not we're not COVID experts here, Nando. That's a COVID expert thing. I mean, you know, is it's Chubb not, going it's, to get it? I mean, I don't know. Are you going to get it? Am I going to get I don't it? Know, I, I mean, how how we know? It's going I'm saying, around why the wait, area. Though? Why wait? Okay, so. Yeah, of course you go pick up Dearness Johnson uh, just to cover yourself as the Nick Chubb owner going into Saturday's game. Um, you know, th- there's nobody left here. I don't even know. What, I, I got two questions with this COVID. Somebody mentioned it. I mean, can these games no longer get, like, moved? Like, can this game not get moved no. to, like, a Monday night? Like, whatever think, happened with that? I think Brandon can opine on this. Like, after what they did to the Broncos last year, I don't think anyone – I don't. you can't postpone that, like – They'll light the NFL on fire, probably the Broncos, yeah. right, Brandon? Would you? I mean, would you say? 
Yeah, I think they will. I think the other problem is is that it's so late in the season. There's so many teams that are in playoff contention. It just makes everything really dicey. I think mm-hmm. that they, the problem here, and again, uh, I will totally reiterate what Chris is saying. We're not COVID experts, but I'm going to talk from like a uh, general standpoint on this. Um, the whole country is going up in COVID cases. So like there's just some some logic to this, you Mm -hmm. know, just like basic common sense stuff. Um, And so like, for instance, my son got a cold and for for him to go back to daycare, we had to get him COVID tested. And it took my husband three hours to get him a COVID test, most of which he was standing outside in the cold. So it is absurd. And that's in New York City and, of course, you know, whatever. But, like, this is where we're at. So, unfortunately, I think this they're going to be making perhaps different protocols. Now, what we do know about COVID, and you don't have to be an expert to know this, is that Dirtis Johnson has just as much of a chance of getting COVID as Nick Chubb if they're all in the same room. So I'm not quite sure... If one or the other, you know, is going to get it or not, because it's not like because here's the thing. It's like they meet by positions. So it's not like because Chubb is a starter, he's that much closer with Baker Mayfield, who has it. Right. I mean, yes, they play together, but they play outdoors. But in the rooms, it's typically positions. Right. At least in most of the things that I've seen. So is there a possibility? Maybe. I think you have to think about. um Frankly, I would rather back up Nick Chubb with someone from another team than perhaps someone in the same room with him. Yeah, that, I mean that that's a sense? that's a that's actually a pretty good point if we're talking like you know in terms of what we're going to do to Logic. back up our starters yeah. here. But either way, I mean, like, are we all on pins and needles? Odell Beckham it, it got COVID. I mean, obviously, he was in the same room and right next to Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson and in the same huddle with Matt Stafford. So what are we going to do here as fantasy players? Are we just going to sit around here and stare at our phones every two minutes and wait for updates and watch our fantasy players go down left and right? There's nothing we can do. Um you know, there aren't these studs just sitting out on waivers. It's the playoffs. Uh, you just got to hope that it, it avoids your particular players. Um, if you have Nick Chubb, you're obviously starting him. Do I downgrade him a little bit? Yeah, I have to just because his whole offensive line, which is the strength of their team, is getting wiped out left and right. Mm-hmm. All this went and got, you know, came out yesterday on a Tuesday morning. You know, the game is Saturday. That's five days. Are we going to start getting some players back? Are they, are, are, should we automatically rule out the Browns offensive linemen here? Because if we come back and, and on, start on Friday or Saturday morning, start getting news that, all right, hey, Wyatt Teller's in. You know, Jedrick Willis is back. You know, now I'm keeping Nick Chubb as my top three running back for the week against a Raiders defense getting, you know, ripped apart. Uh, you know, without Mayfield and the rest of this offense, Nick Chubb should get 25 carries in this game. So, you know, listen, Dearness Johnson, sure, pick him up and, you know, you pray that you don't even have to use him. Well, I'm just but if you're asking okay. me, do I want Royce Freeman as a backup or Dearness Johnson, my answer is going to be Freeman because if if I'm worried about the whole offensive line being there or not, why would I want to play Dearness Johnson 
if I'm even, you know, sad about playing Nick Chubb, if that's still the case. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, And by the way, Darren John Johnson has proved that he can put up a ton of fantasy points, so I'm not trying to knock on him. But if we're talking about, like, this is a team issue, like, I'm, I just think this is a difference of philosophy, where we would normally say, okay, get the, the handcuff. I think instead you're saying, I need to diversify because of COVID. Because if, if it hits a team, I don't want it to knock out my whole team. Yeah. And I'm going to say this as someone, by the way, who got roasted in a completely different manner. But I had both uh, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins in three leagues. And all three, I ended one spot away from the playoffs because they were out for so long. So, you know, like, and, and it was a team thing and it was just, it was a nightmare, right? And so my thing is, is that it's it's like that times like 500 here, you know, where I was like, I'm never doing that again. You know, I just was like, I, I, I've done it before and it's worked out, but man, when it doesn't, it's a real bummer. But the point is here, it's like, really, like if they're all in the same room, like why, why, why get that person? Because they still have a higher risk then of getting it. So I think this is about, <laughs> to me, this is a technique thing and it's about diversification rather uh, than handcuffing uh, because of COVID-19. I'll say this, the month of December, is going to be an absolute mess we've made it through the fantasy regular season pretty much you know in in good condition in terms of COVID but for all of you out there you know we're all dealing with the same thing it's going to be an absolute disaster every single day for the next three weeks of the fantasy playoffs and whoever can dodge this COVID bullet and these positive results that are wiping through teams is going to be the last team standing winning championships. It's not going to be the best roster at all because it's, uh, it's just not, you know. Well, it's look, just I mean, going to be the healthiest team that survives. You even have Kadarius Tony, who's gotten it for the second time now. This, uh, this is crazy. People time, are getting yeah. it second and third time. I mean, I mean Stefanski yeah. got it, the head coach of the Browns. He was out for the playoff game, if you remember, right, last year? Yeah. That he was got COVID. So now, I mean, people are just getting it second times. you got variants. I mean, listen, I'm no COVID expert. I, I try and follow through and understand, like, the rules because, like, the Tyler Higby thing on Monday night. I saw – I was in a playoff um, chase in an NFC primetime. It was going to be either me or one other team that got a win points-wise going into Monday night. And I had Cooper Cup and Beckham going, and the guy I was playing had a 20-point lead on me because um, we play all play in, in Week 14, sidebar. Uh, and he had Higby. So I needed to overcome 20 points and a Higby. Higby gets ruled out at 6 o'clock. He has to take the zero. Luckily, Cup and Odell Beckham just, you know, went crazy. But how many other teams must have had Higby going and get that late news? You can't, you know, you can't relax until the ball is kicked off on Sunday or Monday with any of your players going forward for these next three weeks because uh, it, it can happen at any single time with, with these, um, you know, uh, with these COVID positives. Congratulations. And we care only about fantasy, by the way. Yeah, congrats. It was awesome. Um, we only care about fantasy, of course, but I think you're also going to see people taking more precautions on things, if they're, especially if they're trying to get into the playoffs. Because the poor Browns, right, they're trying to get into the playoffs and they're just decimated. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see. Like, So the other thing is I think we might have practices that aren't going to be as thorough. You're going to have to watch the news. You're going to have to do this and that. But you also can't read into everything because certain teams are going to be more conservative than other teams mm. with their players because that's how everyone is about COVID right now. Again, like this is just logic. Like think- Some people are like out and about with their friends, no mask, so they don't care. And other people are like still masking up and testing before they're even in the same room with one of their best friends who knows and that's how the teams are going to be so the other problem is there's almost no way to tell 
when this is going to happen. So like you said, just block out the time before games. You're going to have to be able to hustle and you're going to have to be able to diversify real quick. I think there's no doubt. I think there's seven teams right now that are uh, working from home remotely and there's like no practice at all. Um, So, you know, seven teams. That's that's crazy. That's how big of a scare there is uh, around the league and, and we're not out of the woods. So anyway, let's Nando, let's get off this COVID conversation. It can't take up too much more of our time. Well, you texted me before the show, like, let's talk COVID for half an hour. I, I haven't texted you in three days. <laughs> I know, it's hurtful, actually. <laughs> Leave me alone, I'm on a date. Actually, you texted me last night. I was out to dinner with friends for Christmas, and I was just, like, out to dinner, oh. dude. Oh, Brandon, uh, uh, you you were there, right? I, I couldn't make it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Me and Brandon had a great time. Yeah. It's Don't a worry, tennis. I walk around yeah. in a bubble now. I'm, try- I'm trying to get on a plane to go to Colorado in a week, and all I'm trying to do is avoid COVID for one week. That's all I got to do, people. <laughs> after that, after that, bring it on. I got to get on a plane on Monday. So, like, I'm in a bubble. Mm. Sorry, not sorry. You know? like yeah. that's And, and that's kind of how I, I feel like about keep, my fantasy teams. I'd Put like these keep, people in yeah, a bubble. Exactly. I was just going to say, I'd like to say that about my <laughs> fantasy players. Uh, keep them in a bubble. They're oh, Chris, perfect segue. You were talking about keeping Lamar Jackson in a bubble last week. Um, no, and, Cooper uh, you Cup, know. actually. Was it Cooper Cup? I thought it was. Yeah, uh, but you made let's, some hey, Lamar listen, Jackson Lamar Jackson, but you know what? Let's stick with Lamar Jackson and what he did to some of my fantasy teams and knocking them out of you know league-winning uh, spots or even one time a playoff spot. Just absolutely crushing, terrible timing. That's going to be a major issue uh, going into this week unless he pops up on a practice field. Uh, by Friday, but you know he's a late start. He's a 4:25 p.m. start. If Huntley is on your waiver wire, uh, go out there and and scoop him up if that's going to be your only option, and you don't want to pivot uh, to an earlier backup quarterback that you have that's in a decent spot. But listen, man, the quarterback position is absolutely garbage. It, I've been saying it for a while now. It's not that good. So. You know, as a Lamar Jackson owner, I can only tell you what I'm doing in three leagues that I have Jackson in the playoffs. I'm going in. Uh, I'm backing him up with Justin Fields going on Monday night. Um, you know, he's, he's been improving. And uh, and then Tyler Huntley. So those are my two options that I'm going to try and uh, back up Lamar Jackson with as a Jackson owner. What if and you're not? Jackson ha- oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm like just so excited today, guys. Sorry. I, Lamar Jackson hasn't scored over 20 fantasy points since week nine. He's been terrible. No so, doubt I mean, about like, I, you know, but the problem, like you said, is that the whole position is so inconsistent and mm-hmm. tough. I, you know, but I, I think it's going to, I think it is incredibly difficult for me to imagine a world where a banged up Lamar Jackson is going to score over 20 fantasy points against Green Bay this weekend. Yeah, I mean, that Green Bay Packers defense is a, is a weird one because they've been so good, so you know, all year long. And then on Sunday night, you know, they just get gashed by the Bears, uh, you know, so... And Justin Fields is that type of quarterback. Do they struggle with run, running quarterbacks? Um, you know that that are that can move like a Justin Fields, like a, if Lamar Jackson's healthy enough to go. If Lamar Jackson is healthy, uh, you got to start him. You know, it's not the most ideal spot, but if we get word early in the day that he's going, I'm leaving him in, and uh, I got to roll the dice, and I just got to hope it's better than what it's been because it hasn't been uh, that good. But real quick, like. Not to get off topic and everything, but well, hold on. You know, I had, it's I been had a, a real question before you get off topic. But go ahead. I'll okay, hold go it. ahead. Well, I'm no, just no, hold saying. It, hold it. Go you, ahead. Get, you you do your thing. No, and then 
No, I was just saying, I had this conversation with a friend the, the other day. It's been a real quiet season from the late round QB, uh, you know, people. Uh, I, I feel like you look at the, you look at the, um, you know, points wise, you, you see up top the Tom Brady's, the Kyler Murray's, the Justin Herbert's, the Matt Stafford. Although, like, there, there was really not the season where, you know, quarterbacks that you could just pluck off the waiver wire had you know, a, a, a year that took you to a title. So I, I just think that this year really showed us that, you know, in fantasy, having an elite quarterback, one of those top 10 quarterbacks, really got the job done. Unless I'm missing, I mean, there's always going to be one or two guys that's, you know, at the end of the QB rankings that helps you. Um, but for the most part, you know, the elite quarterback really stepped up this year, in my opinion. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Okay, let me double back to the, the Lamar Jackson question because really I was bringing it up. If you're not a Lamar Jackson rosterer, does Tyler Huntley, who you know is kind of in the same system and you know is is a, is a mobile quarterback, um, and I think Brandon Howard loved it. Brandon Howard wrote a great story about him earlier this season, preseason. Is Tyler Huntley someone if you're in a messy situation at quarterback, if you're just looking at a guy who you know might be nine, might be seventeen, um, Brandon, is that? At all attractive to you? Or are you like, yeah, let me ditch my, uh, man, I can't think of someone kind of middling off the top of my head, and go after Tyler Huntley? Or are there better pickings out there, basically? I mean, I, I, again, I don't think this position's all that great right now, so I, I don't really know if I love anyone here. Um, yeah, sure, I mean, you can. If, if you're asking me if I'd rather have Taysom Hill, yes. Tua, Yes. I think we're talking about this Jimmy Garoppolo, Roethlisberger, Bridgewater, maybe even Fields category of no. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like Vaccaro likes Fields, at least. But you don't. Yeah. Mac Jones, yeah, Fields, Jared I think Goff, is okay. Yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah, like that's probably the category he's in, in my opinion, is like you could put him in that group and then pick him and be like, that makes sense in my brain. But I think there's some other people that I'd rather have above. But, um, but, but Jimmy yeah, Garoppolo no, think- is a good one right there. I, I just wanted to jump in and say that because Jimmy Garoppolo is the perfect uh, other quarterback to pair as a Lamar Jackson owner that might be available on your waiver wire right now. Yeah, he's got a home date with you know the Falcons. He's a late start at four o'clock, so that's somebody that you know besides Fields, um, you know, and Tua and Huntley. The Jets. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a one o'clock game. I'm ju- I'm just saying if this is going to be a game time decision for Lamar. Uh, but yeah, Tua is definitely a, you know an option as well. It's garbage. I mean, listen, after you get out of the top six, seven elite quarterbacks here, you know it's a crapshoot. You just named Brandon, just named like seven quarterbacks. Do you feel good about starting any of those guys? No, 
but no. You know? Well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to ask. Like Huntley, to me, is a little electric and exciting, and I think he's got you know he's got rushing ups. I mean, you run for 50 yards, that's like throwing for 125. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if we, yeah, and if we're talking four point passing leagues, uh, Huntley definitely showed in, in his starts this year that he could pick up 50, 70 yards. And hey, listen, that's why he's there. That's why he's in the system because the system they don't want to go from a Lamar Jackson to a pocket passer. The the system is you know bred and, and based on you know a mobile quarterback that can right. take off and run so Huntley fills right in is he Lamar Jackson no um you know that game versus the Bears uh weeks back when he went into Chicago when Lamar Jackson was sick like you know the end result was okay he won but he was he wasn't good all game long you know so um oh look last year it was Robert Griffin look RG3 actually came into a game when, when Jackson got hurt and did all right until he pulled his hamstring up but it's the same idea. It's a system quarterback, and that you know, if the system is good and it's Greg Roman who's proven to be a, a adept at running, you're in. A, I mean, you might be in good shape with Tyler Huntley. Yeah, I, I, do I think he's going to put up Lamar Jackson potential numbers? No, but is he satisfactory? And you really feel confident that you'd like to wait? I think the worst case scenario is if they roll out Lamar Jackson, he can't actually do his thing because it's an ankle injury which affects his mobility. Mm-hmm. But you have to start him anyway. Right. That's why a Jimmy Garoppolo or a Tua might be where I would go personally just because I am worried they're going to force him out there and that I'm not going to get what I need because if he doesn't have that magic, then there's nothing there. I mean, I can't get 200 passing yards ain't going to do anything for me if he can't move. Right. Okay. I don't don't care. So that's why perhaps I would look at these other two players. You need to look at your team and decide how much of a a Hail Mary do I need to take here. If you Mm -hmm. don't need a Hail Mary, you got JT, you feel good, you don't have anyone on COVID, I think I'd go safe with Garoppolo or Tua myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's move on to a running back question that I got. I mean, this is a – sorry. It's it's not like it's very personal to me, but these guys are front of mind and they're, they're doing stuff right now. If, I mean, Dante Foreman has been he, – okay, he was very good, and then he was good, and Jeremy McNichols popped up. But I think that was just hold the lead and don't even risk Foreman getting hurt in the second half. Or Hilliard, actually. It was a, lot, it was a Jeremy McNichols show in the second half. Um, and Mike Davis has been kind of coming on. Like, I, a lot of unanswered texts that I have to Vaccaro are, uh, you know, he has 16 PPR points. Don't hear anything. He has 13 PPR points. Don't hear anything. <laughs> And the last couple of weeks, he's he's been in the teens, and I mean he's playing. He's not you know he's not Cordero Patterson, but um, he was fifteenth in market share among all running backs uh, on Michael Selfino's market share report. So, I, I guess the question initially in my brain was, would you rather be starting Donta Foreman or Mike Davis? But really, it's kind of like, are they are they flexible now at this point? Um, for me, I think the answer is yes, but I'm very curious to see what you two think. Brandon, we'll start with Brandon. Well, they're both flex plays. And in full point PPR, he, you know, Mike Davis had over 10 fantasy points in the majority of his games this year. Um, I, I think that I like Foreman's matchup a little bit better. Um, so we'll wait and see here. I think that the the Mike Davis thing from this last week, I think a lot of it had to do with 
um, them frankly getting a little sloppy thinking that they were comfy and, and wanting Cordero Patterson to get a little more rest, you know, based off of his past injury history, I think. But I, I you know, and then, you know, the Carolina got a little closer than probably they were thinking. But I, I do, yeah. I think that you have to consider Davis as a flex with all these COVID people and Foreman. Now, Foreman's in a better matchup again. So I, I think that that's probably where I would lean. But yeah, I, but the problem is, is that the ceiling is low. You know, you're not going to get a pop. So, again, look at your team. Do do you just need 10 solid points? I think both of them will produce that this week. I don't think they're going to go above 15. Those are my thoughts. I uh, know Vaccaro doesn't want to talk about either of them. So, I mean, we can we can talk about Rashad Penny if you'd like. Oh, that's my Is guy. he elite enough? Is he elitist that's enough my guy. for you? You know, it's funny. We You bring up Penny, and listen, the whole industry is talking about Rashad Penny, so we're not breaking any news here. He's obviously the number one waiver wire pickup of the week if he was and is still available in your league. Uh, if you remember us talking about him way back, um, you know, I was picking up Rashad Penny shares middle of the season and it was not the right answer. It didn't work out and I pretty much dumped all my penny all my penny shares um, you know, weeks ago. Luckily I did um, pick him up in a couple more spots this past week going into the going into week fourteen and now I have him on my playoff rosters. So I'm really excited. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll came out and said that, listen, he deserves the shot at the, the starting backfield for the rest of the season. So we're going to get Rashad Penny for three weeks of these fantasy playoffs here, pretty much getting a lion's share of the carries. Uh, Alex Collins, I, I don't, you know, I, I think he's, a, he's an afterthought now. And Adrian Peterson, I'd be surprised if he gets, if he even dresses. So this is, we see this every year. Okay, guys, we see this every year in fantasy. There's that late season running back that comes out of nowhere, has a two or three week tear and helps people win their fantasy championships. And we see it at the running back position. And I really think that this year it's Rashad Penny. So let's see what happens. Hopefully, if you have him, you know, that's the case. But, uh, you know, late in the season off the waiver wire, you're not going to do anything better than than find a, a guy that's going to touch the ball 15, 20 times and, and be a lead back in, in um, you know, on, on his team. Brandon, is that legit? Is Penny legit? I mean, like that's, I mean, I'm sure there's still some trepidation there because guy's got a humongous injury history and the Seahawks, it's just like you're, you're a dog chasing its tail sometimes trying to figure out who the running back is. Yeah, no, that's true. And I, I feel like... I feel like every single week in the mailbag, literally, I have said, do not start Alex Collins. Why are you doing this to yourself um, <laughs> for like four or five weeks? Literally, I always get an Alex Collins question and it always made me angry. I was like, what has he done to make you put him in your starting lineup? I just want to know, what has he done? I do not understand. So, yeah, I mean, for fantasy and for real football, Alex Collins made no sense. So, yeah, okay, Rashad Penny makes sense. Great. He was a first-round pick. You know, it's, it's been a long time, though. It's been a while. So, um, yeah. Hey, I we just need like it to stay healthy for two or three weeks here. That's all we, That's need. All we need. And give him That's the ball 20 need. times. And, you know, he's got the Rams this week. It's not the greatest matchup. But I, I'd have him ranked as a top 15 fantasy running back. And then after that, if you get into your semifinal and finals matchup, Rashad Penny gets the Bears at home and the Lions at home in championship week. And that's mouth-watering. Right there. So and let's go, Rashad Penny. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that this is a perfect example of diversifying. So if you have, if your waivers haven't run yet and you have Nick Chubb, 
You should do everything you possibly can to get Rashad Penny. You know, this is what I'm talking about. I would rather have that as a backup than Nick Chubb's backup. So start thinking a little bit wider as to what you're going to do for your backup players here. Think other teams, and Rashad Penny is a perfect example of that. I got a question based off of that a little bit. The Miami Dolphins are like the hottest. Like people held on to two defenses last week in in the Mm non-NFFC situations, like just regular 12-team leagues because they're playing the Jets this week. Um, is this a trap game a little bit maybe? I mean, it just seems like it's so obvious and they're just going to, you know, get so many points. I mean, the name of the game is, you know, interceptions, fumbles, sacks, and I guess keeping someone to zero points. I don't know, man. Like, I, I just, it's, something just seems iffy to me. And maybe I'm just crazy, but it's, it's not the Dolphins for me this week. Everyone, everyone's going Dolphins, and I'm sure they're Dolphins survivor picks if you haven't used them yet, mm-hmm. but I don't That's know. That's going to be it a big survivor. Like- That's going to be the survivor pick this uh, week. Uh, you know, you're late in the season. And you can pick on the Jets, uh, you know, with Miami, who's uh, going to be about, a, I think, a nine-point favorite right now. Uh, problem is their whole backfield has COVID. And unless, you know, that's another situation where we're waiting to see who's going to play. If they get Gaskin back. And, Duke Johnson's um, been added in, well, 6% of CBS leagues. But who? Crazy. I didn't Duke, hear you. Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. Oh, my God. Yeah, I well, here's the thing. Just today, in a live off the wire, Michael Carter's been activated. Mm-hmm. And the Jets, sneaky things. I agree. I'm not entirely sure this is a blowout situation. I, just, but in terms I actually of your, got into a playoff because I played the Kansas City defense against. There was the some good defenses like, hey. last uh, yeah, last year, some... uh, last week, Brandon. You know, yeah, the Chiefs, really the uh, the Titans gave twenty three fantasy points. The Chiefs gave twenty four. Dallas gave twenty one. This is all NFFC scoring because I have these defenses. They're all they were all twenty plus. I think there was one or two more that that had. It was a really good uh, week for defenses. And listen. Defense, fantasy defense, special teams is really important. Uh, and and if you could match up your defenses, I've been saying this to my readers the last couple of weeks. I I stacked uh, you know the 49ers defense uh, on a lot, I stashed a lot of them on my uh, teams for these upcoming three weeks. They got a really nice schedule to bang out 15, 20 points from your fantasy defense. Could go. It could be the difference between winning and surviving to the following week in your playoff matchup or, or getting a two. And, and getting bounced. Yeah, just, I, don't no, know. I, I completely agree. And I, I just feel like um, I need to see more injuries. Let, let's put it this way. The Jets have allowed – now, every d- defense is different scoring, right? But in terms of like uh, – this is, this is using standard Yahoo scoring. Only – one defense in the last one, two, three, four, five weeks has scored double-digit fantasy points against the Jets, and they've been a disaster. They're not making those mistakes that give you fantasy points. So they're yeah. So the they're. I yeah. Uh, so now they played. Um, so Miami, the last time they played in Week Eleven, only scored five fantasy points against the Jets. That's a thing, man. Like I just, I like so. everyone was kind of, you know, so very cocky about holding on to Miami for a week because they get the Jets, and I don't know, I don't know if that works. It might, it might, it might absolutely work. But like you said, it's not a slam dunky, and that's why, like, sometimes you need to really look at the numbers. I think people really, I think we put all of our effort right into, especially running back and wide receiver, right? Then we put more effort into tight ends and quarterbacks than we probably should, because frankly, they're just 
sad. Um, but then no one puts any effort into defenses or kickers. And if you still play with kickers, by the way, please pay attention. Points are points. And if they're one-ninth of your starters, you have got to pay attention. Some of these people are missing massive kicks. Some of these people, they aren't even being used because they're always going for two or they're not kicking field goals. Like, I know this sounds absurd, but you're now in the playoffs. Do not leave points on the table. So, I mean, listen, am I going to start Miami against the Jets if I can? Yes. I'm, I'm that, you know, you still target the Jets. You still target Houston. You still target the, the classics. But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I don't I don't know if we're going to get that 33-point game that I got, at least in some <laughs> games, yeah. with the Kansas City versus the Raiders. I agree with you. I think it's a little over overrated. Um, let's, let's fix our gaze to Houston. Oh, actually, by the way, my – Chris, thanks for checking in. So Vaccaro doesn't answer any of my text messages ever. And then out of nowhere, he's like, hey, how's that 0-13 team doing? Mm-hmm. And they're 0-14 now. Yeah, how was it? How, you got lost. the win, right? No, wanna... lo- Cooper Cup went off. Like, no! I like 27 points and I lost because yes! of Yes! You went winless. 0-14. Huh? Yeah. What a magical season. Congratulations. Who would have thought? Who would have right? thought? I don't know. I don't think oh, anyone would have. All my other teams uh, are great. Calvin Johnson went winless once too. It's okay. I don't mind. You oh, know, it's you Brand, know. Brandon's always there to pick you up. Uh, at a certain though, point, make you optimist. feel better. Wow, <laughs> yeah. you are the proud owner of an zero and fourteen winless fantasy team. I know. Unreal. Is this your first like, time doing that? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's never happened to me before. No, I don't believe that. But, no, that's true. Uh, that's actually true. <laughs> it's actually really hard. It's to actually do. pretty hard to do. Yeah. It's yeah. actually really hard to do. But hey. <laughs> If anybody was going to do it, it would be you, buddy. Yeah. And I didn't, t- it's not like I tanked just to make it funny for the show or anything. Yeah. I was still. You actually thinking. sent me the team that, uh, the roster, right? The other yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it looked as bad as 0 and 14 could look, you know? I think it's say. Yeah. Yeah, it was like two or three good players, but, you know, you had like five junk players. You know, your usual guys that you like to talk about. So I, uh, I got a. Well, I got Gus Edwards got me. It was an auction league, and I spent a good uh, amount of money on Gus Edwards. He, and, yeah. Gus Edwards tanked your season. He really did. actually did. I mean, he was. Mm-hmm. If you go back and look at my auction, he was. It wasn't really the fact really that you've been starting Tavon Austin for the last two months. No, I started him once in a desperate situation. Mm-hmm. Sorry to hear it. Can we? Please, you're holding up the show. Jesus. Let's go to Houston. Sure. I, well, all right. Look, I mean, I know you're no, scoffing. Let's go. You're let's scoffing go anywhere. a lot of this stuff. Absolutely but, not. We let's can't go, just keep talking go. about the top seven running backs over yeah, and over again. Yeah, like we got to talk about. <laughs> Imagine you telling me that, but yet every week Mike Davis and Deontay Foreman is on the list, and we have to spend five minutes talking about both of these. Running They're backs relevant. They're relevant to a lot of people starting flex players and looking at the flex mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. I don't know you. I, I know you. You don't like the commoner, but I mean, we don't have just all NFFC people listening to the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out to Joey Brown, by the way. Joey Brown, shout out to Joey Brown. Uh, absolutely finishes first overall in the Silver Bullet, um, and you know, unbelievable team he built. And uh, you know, Joey's really come a long way. He's he's a really really good solid fantasy uh, high stakes player now. So nice shout guy. out to you, Joey Brown. Great job and take it home. Um, but let's go to Houston because yep. I I think that so Rex Burkhead out. Royce mm-hmm. Freeman uh, had a bunch of touches. I mean, he didn't do a lot with him, but he had a bunch of touches. Um, and I, st- I still associate Royce Freeman with Brandon um, <laughs> from years ago. And I'm sorry, but people do it to me. So, uh, anyway, Roy- Royce Freeman had 11 rushes, 8 targets, 6 receptions, 54% of the snaps. 
Um, and David Johnson's still hanging around there. And then they've basically released, gotten rid of everybody else. All those other, you know, how are they going to do this with all three veterans? They're all going to suck. Mm. Um, so it's basically David Johnson and Royce Freeman. Uh, so, I don't know, Brandon. Is, is there like any, I mean, like looking at Royce Freeman last week, you're like, well, you know, 11 rushes, eight targets. That's 19. That's a pretty big number. Maybe there's something there. Maybe he'll do better with those touches and targets. Or no? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do. I mean, feel free to like disagree with me. Season of David Johnson Mm -hmm. being like subpar. I feel like David Johnson and Alex Collins are two dudes that I just keep being like, why? What? What have you seen that I have not seen? I need to know. I need to know why you would even have him on your roster. Um, This is also a good time too to be like, listen. Is there ever a time? Unless literally half of the NFL teams fall into some sort of like black hole situation that you would start David Johnson. And if the answer is no, why is he even on your bench? I am all about still keep your bench fresh. Keep picking up people that actually have potential. And I do think that Freeman is one of those people. So I am not already completely done with Freeman. So he's already better. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, this is the time, and at least, like, we're getting into double-digit fantasy points, for crying out loud, and I think that they're finally seeing that. I do like these 17 touches. I love that. I just think that this is the way to go. I would much rather have him on my roster than David Johnson, and if you have to make that choice today, I would do that. And then if you're in a situation where all of the Browns are out and you have Nick Chubb, I'm okay plugging him in for, like, a little safety valve and then hoping my other guys pick it up. By the way, you know what I want to do next week? Uh, let's let's get ready for this now. Mm. Draft the first round or two for next year. In the I think, I think it, would not be in my first round or two. Right, I, I don't know why that I just clicked. I, I think I don't know why that just made me think <laughs> of it. Like but, what? <laughs> no, I, I do think like do next not week. Not put words in my mouth. We don't know because I mean we're we, we're talking about the first round of the playoffs. By next week, you know, four out of twelve teams are going to be left. I know we're going to have a lot of people still listening, but. Um, you know, maybe like the people who aren't in the playoffs would still like to hear some stuff. And I think we did this last year, Vaccaro and I, and we, it was actually, I got it somewhere. Uh, so I'm in my garage and I scribble it on top of a box and the box is in my garage somewhere. So I still have the actual first round that we did together. Um, but it was cool and we got a lot of good feedback off it. So next week, maybe we, uh, we draft the first round or the first two rounds. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Chris, I, who'd you like to talk about? Who I don't know your, you si- your silence whoever, when we talk about whoever players. Whoever you want to talk about, Nando. Uh, um, you're the you run the show. You bring up the topics. I just comment on them, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would like to talk about KJ Osborne, Gabriel Davis, Devonte Parker, Rashad Bateman, and maybe um, Kendrick Bourne ish. You know, Devo- uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. Like these are the people that that are actually viable flex plays or fill-ins or whatnot and I think that we should should rank them because it's something that a lot of, these are all names that the fantasy community is talking about they're all people that you possibly could get on waivers especially Gabriel Davis was almost like not anywhere on anyone's roster um would you play any of these guys and under what circumstances well, and like Osborne I mean you know yay love 100%, 100% him 100% 100 I mean, for those two names right there Gabe Davis Boom. is uh, would be number two on my list, right behind Penny off the waiver wire. With Emmanuel Sanders looking most likely like he's going to be out this week, possibly even longer than that. You have a team in the Bills that are just a pass-heavy team. They don't even they don't even think about running. Gabe Davis slides right into that, probably uh, you know almost hundred percent snap rate. Coming up this week, I think he was 83% this past week. He's starting to get more involved in this offense as the weeks go on. And uh, I'd slide him right into uh, my lineup. The Donovan Peoples-Jones one, Brandon, I'd be a little worried about him. I did stash him on a couple of my benches to take into the playoffs. And, you know, we just need more information on the Browns. If, if all those tight ends are out... Landry's going to be out. Yeah, I, I actually, I would go with him um, this week as well as a flex play. And then who was the other one that you just mentioned we were talking about? Or Rashad Bateman. Devontae Parker? Rashad, no, no, Rashad no, no, no. No, the one that we just brought up uh, besides Peoples-Jones and Gabriel Davis. Kendrick Bourne? Was, no, no. All right, we forgot, I forgot. Chris Watkins? I mean, I also, yeah, I think Devontae Parker. No, Osborne. Parker. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just remember. K.J. Osborne is... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just because the 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 whole offense is just funneled to you know, it's Je- Justin Jefferson. A matter of fact, I don't even know if anybody else was targeted in that game last Thursday, other than Osborne and Justin Jefferson. Uh, you know, and um, the tight end, um, Conklin, Ty Conklin. Yeah, it's there, there's nothing else. There's no other receiver uh, getting any looks in that Vikings offense. And shout out to Dalvin Cook, who just carried some mm. fantasy teams to the playoffs. Good for him. That was. I wonder how many people kept him on the bench, thinking it'd be a half, half Cook, half Madison. If you left Dalvin Cook on your bench once it was known that he was active, then you're just a fool. I don't know. You can't, I don't know. I think that's wrong, man. I don't think that's mm-hmm. right. Okay, listen. I think we some all people could opinions. See, I mean, right before the game, they were talking about him, you know, having his arm in a sling as he plays. And I know Schefter's sweet was like, yeah, last time he did this, he had 300 yards or whatever. But Well, they, yeah, exactly. He's been banged up in the past. He's always banged up. And the games that he's like kind of questionable to come into, he always kills it. Uh, the matchup was great. and I mean, But, I mean, there was a fear there that he could just get hit. Unless you're or maybe- filthy loaded. Uh, unless you're filthy loaded roster where you had great options, Dalvin Cook as a top five draft pick had to be in your lineup last week. Uh, I think I think I wouldn't call people fools, and I, I'm not. I didn't do it. I All had, right, no, I right. had Cook in. I would have started Foreman or Mike Davis over him. He probably would have. 
<laughs> Show your work, Chris. <laughs> 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 All right, thanks everybody <laughs> for joining us. Gotta get that ten us. points. We'll see you next Gotta week. Gotta get that ten points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I wanted to add a player into your rankings. I wanted to add Julio. Jo- it's gotta be. Oh, it's gotta be. No, Julio Jones. Oh. Julio Jones. Mm. I think he fits in there. I think he. If you got Julio Jones, yeah. you're looking at him. You're like, oh man, he's he's been so good in his career, and he's coming back. And they say they're gonna involve him more and. At any time, it could be like a 10-7-101-2 game for Julio Jones if they just start feeding him. If it was Not like, 2016. You know, was it, though? I mean, like, maybe. Maybe not. That's that's a pro- I think that's a problem. That's why I'm bringing him up, because it's just so tempting. It's tempting. Uh, but, man, if you've actually rostered him, he's had one double-digit fantasy game Oof. all season. Just an absolute bust of a pick, and and by and yeah, is it, yeah, it's over. and that one and was, was still now. not even over twenty, but there was only one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty high. I think it was like eighteen something, but it was only one all year. I, it's tough, mm. but you're right. Sadly, but it, I think it says a lot. They, he is in this category of people. <laughs> he is yeah. where you're like, I'm gonna pick him up off of waivers because he's done nothing. Could you know that is the category he's in. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, it's a good matchup against Pittsburgh. Uh, you would feel, you know, decent about it if it was any other situation. I did want to say, though, that it does sound like Derrick Henry is making his way back for those of you that, that have him. I have a league where um, I will have to decide if he comes back between uh, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, and uh, Derrick Henry. And there's only two running back spots uh, because I put him on my IR. I, I think there's a possibility he comes back for our championships, and I think that's interesting. So if you've been holding on to him and you're like, "This is my week to drop Derrick Henry," I would not do it if you've already if you've been doing it this long. What have you been holding Chase Edmonds? I mean, right now has to be like the moment you've been waiting for if you're kind of slick and like it you're is. hold on to him, right? No, I mean, let's talk about this Arizona team real quick because yeah, at the it. end of the Monday night game here, we see DeAndre Hopkins go down. We just get news a little while ago. This is something that you know we should bring to everyone's attention that he's going for a second opinion now on his knee. When you hear that about a player, that means they didn't like what they heard the first opinion. Okay, so be prepared to go into your fantasy playoffs without DeAndre Hopkins. I'd be surprised if he's if we get a positive uh, you know news outlet that says he's fine and he's going to play. I think we're about to have the ball dropped on us that DeAndre Hopkins is done, at least for the uh, for the, a while. Now, back to James Conner, who's been an absolute stud, along with Leonard Fournette, two of the mm. best picks off of the draft board at the running back position, the two best, carrying people to fantasy playoffs and, and league titles all year long. James Conner was a top six fantasy running back going um, you know, forward without these past le- weeks, I mean, without Chase Edmonds. Now, Chase Edmonds is going to come back. James Conner got hurt on the final play of the game the other night, and I didn't like what he saw, what I saw, and he's going for MRI results. So this could be a complete flippage of the backfield here in Arizona where if you held on to Chase Edmonds, now you slide him in as you're starting back for the fantasy playoffs. And maybe James Conner misses a week or two and devastates those Conner teams. So uh, it's going to be, you know, hold on tight and, and follow the news these next couple of days leading into the start of the fantasy playoffs on your Arizona players. But let's be real. Chase Edmonds is not Conner. No. So, like, even him at his best, with all the touches, not going to score the same amount of points. Mm-hmm. 
So you need to keep that in mind moving forward. And and I think that um, it's going to be very interesting, speaking a little bit of next year, I believe DeAndre Hopkins will probably be the bargain pick of this season because he's going to drop so much next year in drafts in terms of where you have to draft him. Um, and I just think this year was just marred with injury the whole time, and I think he'll take the time rehab. He still has Kyler Murray. He still has it. He's not that old, um, and I think that he's going to be probably the bargain of the year next year. So um, just going to put put that out there. And I think if you're in dynasty leagues, which I know we don't talk a lot about on this particular show, I think this is your time to get him now. Mm-hmm. What do you do if you're uh, if you're rostering Saquon Barkley? Is I mean like the, like I know right like I, uh, maybe we get into this next show but like you don't Barkley, do anything because it's the fantasy playoffs. No, yeah, I mean you, you don't do it. anything because your season's over. You're the Barkley owner, and uh, you know that's that. All right, thanks. Uh, yep. that was, that was he was actually. Advice. Thank you. But but the thing is is that <laughs> you helped yeah, a lot of last... people there, Chris. <laughs> All right, yep. so I mean if you're one of the two percent of people that's the Barkley first round owner and made the playoffs. Uh, listen, he gave 19 fantasy points last week, Nando. So yeah. you got to put him in well, the lineup. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, he had a good. And, and listen, even the week before that, it still was double-digit fantasy points. Which at the running back position, let's be real, we've had some problems sometimes. So it's not like he was hideous. They were obviously working him in slowly. You can literally see that in his fantasy production. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think that better days are hopefully ahead but do i think saquon mm-hmm. barkley is the issue with the giants and do oh, i think God, that this no. is a giants issue I, you know what i'm saying like this is a giants issue more than it's a saquon barkley issue so really moving forward into next season we have to see some production from the team rather than saquon barkley in my personal opinion there. i think he still has it i think he still looks good i just think he has zero support the organization's crumbling. It's just so much bigger than Saquon Barkley. And frankly, it's its own show, probably with a Giants beat writer where we all just cry, right? And drink. The, we drink yeah. on that show. That's a lifeless like, you know? offense. It's a lifeless offense, lifeless team just pe- playing out the string. They're one of those teams that you just pick on week in, week in and week out the rest of the year, gambling-wise or survivor-wise. Uh, they probably lose every single game. And um, as for Barkley, it's going to be interesting to see where he winds up on the draft board next year it's going to be that that's one of those names where it's going to be it's going to be interesting because i mean he's definitely not going to be a first rounder but he's going to come into the year most likely 100 percent healthy ready to go and if the giants are smart and they draft another offensive lineman early in the draft to try and build around them uh you know he could be a steal in, in that uh, second or third round wherever he winds up you yeah, so i'm looking at, at this and freddie kitchens I feel, you know, like got a bad rap in a way because he was such a joke as a head coach. Um, but he is kind of a, a creative and, and good offensive coordinator. I just think maybe, maybe he's the one who's making a couple tweaks here and, and helping Barkley kind of be better through the str- – I mean, there's there's not a lot you can do when you take over an offense with like five weeks left, like a, a Jason Garrett offense with five weeks left. With your backup but I, quarterback and your yeah, with Mike receivers Glennon. out. Yeah, and, and Kenny Galladay not catching it. Like there's that weird Kenny Galladay situation. But I feel like maybe Freddie Kitchens is the guy who could maybe tool around Saquon Barkley a little bit at the end here and just give him, you know, and his GMs a little bit of hope at the end. That's kind of what but I'm But I don't think on. he's the issue. I know he's not, but I'm Like, just... when I watch that, I don't, I don't think there's anything Barkley can do better uh, without support. I, I, maybe I'm watching, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't want to say that I'm, you know, like a scout or anything. But, like, to me, this is such a, an institutional issue 
Um, and they've had bad luck, of course. They've had injuries and things like that. But, you know, that only takes you so far. Everyone has had bad luck, right? Especially in COVID. Like, you know, people, people are losing players over and over again. Um, yeah, I, I'm not quite sure what the answer is other than um, people are going to take Barkley in the second round next year. And it's going to be boom or bust. And that's just the way it's going to be. It's going to be either the greatest pick you ever made or Barkley's just out, you know, and, and completely out of commission. And it's going to be all determined on how the rest of this team goes. But look at even the Canarius Tony. They can't even get this guy on the field. I know. It's, it's amazing what happened to him. I don't know if he's just going to be one of these brittle players. And if you look on the other side, it's there's Sterling Shepard who is brittle. Maybe they just, you know, maybe their whole wide receiver core is just brittle. But, um, you know, then, like you said earlier, Nando, Kadarius, he was, besides the hip issue that he's dealing with, he got COVID now again. So he's going to be out this week, I'm sure, 99%. Um, just it's it's ugly it's all around the league you know and, and you're speaking of saquon barkley and i just wanted to touch on another stud player uh first rounder that has disappeared out of our fantasy lives and, and travis kelsey like what's happened with this guy back-to-back three catch 27 yard performances in, in this chief's offense and um you know he he's no longer that guy carrying you to fantasy titles this year. He's actually been a terrible pick. He went from the first month of the season being an unbelievable fantasy pick to being absolutely terrible fantasy pick. And George Kittle has reclaimed the throne as the top tight end in football, fantasy wise, real life wise, whatever. And I think George Kittle is the answer at tight end. For teams that are in the fantasy playoffs here, they're going to carry you to title. I don't know if you can win a fantasy championship this year without Kittle, Mark Andrews, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who else here. I mean, Waller's out. He's going to miss another game. Kelsey's struggling. Hawkinson's been out. The tight end position has just been absolute trash. And it fell apart again. And that's where we're at again uh, in the year 2021. Dalton Schultz one point last week. It's crazy what you cannot get out of the tight end position on a weekly basis. To be fair, Travis Kelsey was scoring over 17 fantasy points in three back-to-back games before his bye. And then he came back from the bye, and it's been like nothing. And I I get that. So it's three games, right, because he had the bye and then the two bad games. Um, It's not great. Age is obviously going to be a big part of that but man if i can get travis kelsey later in drafts next year i will absolutely get him oh really i'll never draft yeah, travis absolutely. kelsey again i'll be done i'm i'm, I'm i mean i never draft him but I, I see it the opposite way um you know. i wouldn't draft him in the first round but if mm-hmm. he drops down to the you know normal like third to sixth round he still mm-hmm. is compared to everybody else fantastic now he's old and I I, I would have to but I'd be building my team differently the problem was this year you had to build your team around him yes because he had to be your first round pick so that's different if I don't have to build my team around him Mm -hmm. but he's my awesome go-to tight end I'm down again then I'm in I'm just not going to do the first rounder again especially I think due to age and also just the Chiefs in general have been weird the whole season's been weird, so right. I, I you know, feel a they little have bit whatever. Been a, but. They have been very weird, Brandon. You're right, just because now they've gotten hot again in real life, and their team is on fire, and it's like more of a defensive team. Their, their defense has stepped mm-hmm. up. Mahomes has been just okay. Uh, Hill hasn't had huge games. The offense is like just does enough to get the job done. 
But the defense takes over games, and before you know it, in the second half, they're up so big that, you know, you really don't even need your offensive weapons to put up all these crazy big stats. So, you know, I guess they just changed their philosophy in Kansas City when they were struggling, and, and it's worked out. They've had some soft opponents, too, um, caught some breaks, and, uh, you know, again, they're going to go in. They're probably going to win their division, and we might see them in the Super Bowl again, for all we know. And Travis Kelsey is still the second highest fantasy scoring tight end right now. Mm-hmm. Um, All based Mark on early season. Number one and then George Kittle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, well, or before the, the, bye. the bye. Only the yeah. last three weeks have been really trashy. And then mm-hmm. there were two, like, really bad games in between there. But, um, you know, he was actually pretty consistent before that. Uh, and then it just all, you know, from the bye. I think they had to restructure in the bye because they were losing a lot. They were doing, like, these weird shuttle passes. Patrick Mahomes was getting roasted. It was just, like, this whole thing. So, yeah, they became more def- defense first, and nobody likes that in fantasy. Nobody. Uh, but, you know, if you got Dawson Knox, you feel pretty decent. Yeah. I, I was going to just right. say that, Brandon. You're right. Uh, Dawson Knox, and I'm still going to ride the Dallas Goddard train through the fantasy playoffs Yeah, I think those two guys, after – the Kittle and Mark Andrews uh, are, are the tight ends that you're going to see on mostly everybody's fantasy championship rosters. And and I can't leave out Kelsey. Like you said, yeah, it's been slow this last month for Kelsey, but he's still Travis Kelsey. Overall, the numbers look great. They will look great at the end of the year. He just wasn't—it didn't warrant a first-round draft pick, in my opinion. No, you definitely felt better if you took Rob Gronkowski as your last draft pick. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just about who am I building my team around? And I think that's the big question that we're going to have next season, right? Do I actually want to build it around a tight end? And I think that the answer, because we all experimented with it this year, is probably no, Mm -hmm. even though there's the position, you know, um, strength there and everything like that. But it's not the same as getting Jonathan Taylor or Dalvin Cook or, you know, I mean, they're just a variety. Even Derrick Henry, who isn't even in here at the end, is still one of the top running backs I think he's ninth. fantasy this year. I think he's ninth in fantasy points I saw yesterday for for the season. And he hasn't played, it feels like, forever. And he's still a top 10 fantasy running back. Yeah, but you could have gotten into the playoffs. And I've done it myself because there was enough time to pick up some of these late season guys. Right. And so you were able to. And are they as good as Derrick Henry? No, but they didn't need to be because there have been so many other injuries. Right. So it's like it's weird because it put you in a good position where you had a bunch of wins stacked up and then you could kind of scramble and like fill in some stuff and you're still winning. Because you you were you were moving on. You lost yes your big like thing where you were just like murdering people, but you could still win with strategy and picking up the right people. Because a lot of that late, like you said, every year it happens. You guys late season surges, and if you found those people, you made it, and you may still have him on IR, right? So he could even still come back. It's wild. That'd so, be crazy. So even though Derrick Henry went out, he was still a good pick, and it's weird to say that. Mm-hmm. We uh we gotta wrap it up. We gotta go. Sorry, everybody. Go. I know you want more of Chris Vaccaro's positivity, but uh, you'll have to wait till next week when we look ahead to 2022. <laughs> we'll also hit on we, we're also going to hit on Week 15 stuff, but I think the the, the core of it is going to be that look ahead draft. Um, but we're also here to help. Oh, speaking of here to help, Brandon Marion Lee has a mailbag, so like just feel free to pop in and ask our question in there um, in the post. 
And Vaquero claims to answer all of your questions in the uh, in the comments section. Mm-hmm. But I found out it's the only the only complimentary ones are the ones that he answers. So yeah, I don't deal with negative. I don't deal with negativity well, Nando. That's what I it know. Is. Oh, the room's only big enough, especially for you, you yours. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Chris. Actually, I show. love. Actually, you're wrong. I, I love the negative comments uh, or, or when they say that it, it actually gets a laugh out of me. So they're they're welcome just as much as the positive ones. All right, we'll leave him a negative comment and uh, mm-hmm. then wonder if he gave you the right answer or not. We gotta go. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Good luck with your playoffs, uh, assuming you're there. Um, and hey, we'll see you next week. Bye.